section fourteen of a compendious history of english literature and of the english language volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. a compendious history of english literature and of the english language volume one by george lilly craik chapter two part eight luc de la barre guichard de beaulieu another early trouvere whose history connects him with england is luc de la barre famous for the satirical rhymes which he composed against henry i and for the terrible punishment the extinction of his sight which he drew down upon himself from the exasperated king it appears however that it was not till after repeated and extreme provocation and the abuse of much clemency that henry took this savage revenge de la barre who was a distinguished norman baron and warrior as well as a poet had espoused the cause of duke robert in the quarrel between the two brothers but although in the course of the contest of arms for the possession of the duchy he had been several times taken prisoner he had always been dismissed without ransom by the english king perhaps out of respect to his poetical talents or reputation till he at last in a fatal hour for himself turned against his benefactor with his pen as well as with his sword henry was perhaps stung more by the ingratitude of the poet than by the sharpness of his sarcasms or at any rate as de la rue insinuates if it was an acute feeling of the wit and the poetry which actuated him there was still something generous and high-minded even in an excess of such sensibility there is nothing however of de la barre's remaining guichard or guiscard de beaulieu describes himself as a monk and is supposed by m de la rue to have belonged to the priory of that name which was a dependency of the abbey of st albans mr wright however doubts this and thinks that beaulieu was probably his family name his only known work is a sort of sermon in french verse on the vices of the age consisting of nearly two thousand alexandrine lines it has been edited by m achille juvenal octavo paris eighteen thirty four it appears to have been intended for a popular audience the poetical preacher begins by telling his hearers that he is not going to speak to them in latin but in romance in order that all may understand him the mention of sermons and verse observes de la rue may perhaps surprise the reader but it is certain that at this epoch at least among the normans and the anglo-normans it was customary to read to the people the lives of the saints in french verse on sundays and holidays guichard's poetry is described as often naive and graceful in expression and sweet in its flow and he is the first writer who is known to have introduced into the romance poetry the practice of preserving the same rhyme throughout each stanza or paragraph extending sometimes to thirty sixty or even eighty lines or more a fashion followed by many succeeding writers in ten and twelve syllabled verse and which de la rue conceives guichard must have borrowed from the welsh or their kindred the armoricans arthurian romance the saint greal luc du gast bouin mates 
we cannot here attempt to take up the intricate and obscure question of the origin of the arthurian body of romance including the romances of the round table and those of the quest of the saint Greal, about which so much has been written in great part to little purpose except to be refuted by the next inquirer in addition to the earlier speculations of warburton tyrwhitt wharton percy and ritson and to what has been more recently advanced by ellis southey scott dunlop and other writers among ourselves the preface of the late mr price to his edition of wharton's history of english poetry pages sixty eight etc and the introduction to britannia after the romans pages six etc may be pointed out to the reader's attention the theory of the author of the last mentioned treatise is in some respects new and curious the great work he observes and as i may say the alcoran of arthurian romance was the book of the saint Graal. in truth it is no romance but a blasphemous imposture more extravagant and daring than any other on record in which it is endeavoured to pass off the mysteries of bardism for direct inspirations of the holy ghost the original work this writer holds was actually composed in welsh as it professes to have been in the year seven seventeen Grail, he says is a welsh word signifying an aggregate of principles a magazine and the elementary world or world of spirits was called the country of the Grail. from thence the word Grail and in latin gradalis came to signify a vessel in which various messes might be mixed up the saint Grail, according to the common account in the british romances which appears to be derived from the apocryphal gospel of nicodemus is the plate from which christ ate his last supper and which is said to have been appropriated by joseph of arimathea and to have been afterwards used by him to collect the blood that flowed from the wounds of the redeemer it makes a great figure in the romantic history of arthur and his knights of the round table as may be seen in the eleventh and subsequent books of the popular compilation entitled mort d'arthus the author of britannia after the romans maintains that the original welsh book of the saint Graal was unquestionably the work of the bard Tisilio. de la rue holds that the original romances on the quest of the saint Graal or saint Graal are to be considered as forming quite a distinct body of fiction from those relating to the round table and that much misapprehension has arisen from confounding the two the account given by him is in substance as follows the oldest verse romance on the subject of the saint Graal appears to have been composed by chretien de troyes about the year eleven seventy but of his work only some fragments remain and in the earliest entire romance now existing which treats of this subject is the prose roman de tristan written by luc du gast who was a person of family and property he calls himself chevalier and sire du chatel du gast that is according to m de la rue gast in normandy now situated in the canton of saint sever and the department of calvados although of norman descent however he was a native and inhabitant of england he resided he tells us near salisbury and if his french should not always be correct he begs his readers to excuse him on the score of his english birth and breeding it was from this prose romance the abbe proceeds to state and from a continuation of it by walter map or mapes already mentioned whose work is entitled roman des diverses quête du saint Graal, and is dedicated to henry the second that chretien de troyes soon after drew the materials of his verse romance which is called the roman du saint Graal, or sometimes the roman de perceval 
by both luc de gast and walter map and also robert de baron who likewise wrote in this age a prose roman du saint Graal, which however is merely a life of joseph of arimathea all declare that they translated from a latin original which they say had been drawn up by order of king arthur himself and deposited by him in the library of the cathedral of salisbury another romance on the subject of the saint Graal, which is now lost is attributed to a writer named gas le blunt who is said to have been a relation of henry the second map in addition to his roman des divers quetes which is in two parts continued the history of the knights who had engaged in the search for the saint Graal in a third romance also in prose which he entitled la mort d'arthur and he is also the author of another prose romance on the adventures of lancelot du lac upon one of the incidents in this last chrétien de troyes founded his verse romance also still extant entitled lancelot de la charrette from another prose romance by robert de baron on the subject of the enchanter merlin an anglo-norman trouvere of the latter part of the thirteenth century composed a verse romance which is still preserved entitled merlin amboise finally in association with his relation elie de baron and with another writer called rustician de pise robert de baron produced a prose translation of the historia Britonum of geoffrey of monmouth and also the two romances of maladus de leonois and Juan le courtois and elie de baron wrote by himself the roman de palamedis thus far the abbe de la rue since his work appeared however some parts of his statement have been corrected or controverted by m michel and other recent writers in the elaborate introduction to his edition of tristan to be presently mentioned paris eighteen thirty five m michel accepting his own account of himself maintains luke or lucas to whom he attributes either the invention or at least the first translation from the latin of that romance to have been an englishman and lord of a chateau in the neighbourhood of salisbury the name of which is variously given in the manuscripts as got gast god gaunt and gale henry the second monsieur michel further states delighted with this prose work of luce engaged walter map to follow it up in the same style with the romance of lancelot and robert de beuron beuron or beuron to add that of the saint Graal. finally hale de beuron a brother or at least a relation of robert revised the whole and gave a unity and completeness to the cycle by finishing the story of tristram in the notice prefixed to his publication from the manuscript in the bibliothèque du roi now the bibliothèque imperiale of the roman du saint Graal, in old french verse duodissimo bordeaux eighteen forty one monsieur michel states that map by order of henry the second drew up the romance of the saint Graal in latin from the songs and lays of the bards of brittany and that his work was afterwards translated into french by robert de Boron. the roman de percival of Chrétien de troyes is not he says a romance of the saint Graal at all it only contains the last adventures of the saint Graal. the poem which he publishes and which is incomplete extends to four thousand eighteen octosyllabic lines roman du horn it would be most convenient to notice here the french metrical romance of king horn roman du horn this is the work of a poet who calls himself mestre thomas and is regarded by ritson and m de la rue as a composition of the latter part of the twelfth century and as the original of the english horn child or jest of king horn 
but by other eminent authorities such as bishop percy and the late learned editor of wharton the english poem has been held to be the earlier of the two and in this latter opinion both mr wright and sir f madden concur a few extracts from this french romance were given by ritson in the notes to his edition of the english jest ancient english metrical romances three to sixty four to two eighty one others were printed by m de la rue essayi histoire two two fifty one to two sixty and a complete edition by m francique michel has long been announced to include also the english romance from a text prepared by mr wright bishop percy ascribed the english king horn to so early a date as within a century after the conquest and although in its present form it is probably not older than the latter part of the thirteenth century mr price has no hesitation in expressing his belief that it owes its origin to a period even long anterior to the date assigned by percy tristan or tristrem to the author of the Horn, or to another thomas the french metrical roman de tristan is also ascribed all that remains of this romance is a fragment of one thousand eight hundred and eleven verses there can hardly be a doubt that it is an earlier composition than the english sir tristram published by sir walter scott from the auchinleck manuscript and attributed by him to thomas of erkildown style the rhymer who is admitted to have belonged to the latter part of the thirteenth century but whether the author of the french romance be the thomas of brittany referred to as his chief authority by gottfried von strasburg a german minstrel of the thirteenth century by whom there remains a long metrical romance in his own language on the subject of sir tristram whether he be the same thomas to whom we owe the roman de Rahorn, which scott was also inclined to claim as a translation from another english romance of his thomas of erkildown and what may be the real connection between either the french or the german tristram and the english as well as whether the latter work be the sir tristram of thomas of erkildown mentioned by robert de brune in the early part of the fourteenth century or to what age country and author it is to be assigned are questions upon which we cannot enter they will be found profusely discussed in scott's introduction and notes to his edition of sir tristram octavo edinburgh eighteen o three in a long note in reply to his views by mr price inserted at the end of the first volume of his edition of wharton's history pages one eighty one to one ninety eight and with additional notes by mr wright sir f madden and the late rev richard garnett in the edition of eighteen forty one ninety five to one hundred and twelve in an advertisement by mr lockhart prefixed to his republication of scott's volume duodecimo edinburgh eighteen thirty three in m de la rue's essai historique two two fifty one to two sixty nine in a valuable paper known to be by sir frederick madden in the gentleman's magazine for october eighteen thirty three volume one hundred and four pages three o seven to three twelve and in m michel's elaborate introduction to his publication of the poetical romances of tristan in french in anglo-norman and in greek two volumes duodecimo london and paris eighteen thirty five saint maxence m de la rue mentions in one of his papers in the archaeologia a life of becket in french verse by a contemporary of the name of guernus an ecclesiastic of pont saint maxence in picardy which is curious from the statement of the author that he had several times read his composition publicly at the tomb of the archbishop this the abbe observes would seem to show that in the time of henry the second the romance or old french was understood in england even by many of the common people 
guernes appears to have begun his poem in france but he came over to england in eleven seventy two and finished it here in eleven seventy seven it consists of above six thousand lines and stanzas in each of which all the verses terminate in the same rhyme the only manuscript of it known to de la rue was one in the harleian collection number two seventy but another has since been discovered in the ducal library at wolfenbuttel from which the poem has been published by emmanuel becker under the title of leben days h thomas von canterbury altfranzisch octavo berlin eighteen thirty eight the wolfenbuttel manuscript however wants the beginning and contains only about five thousand two hundred and twenty lines hermann a writer named hermann who calls himself a priest and was no doubt of english birth is the author of several religious romance poems a life of tobias in about fourteen hundred verses written at the request of william prior of kenilworth in warwickshire kenilworth on arden another of eleven hundred and fifty two verses on the birth of the redeemer entitled les joies de notre dame a third of eight hundred and forty four verses on a curious theme smoke rain and woman considered as the three disturbers of a man's domestic comforts which was given him it seems by alexander bishop of lincoln a fourth in seven hundred and twelve verses on the miracles of magdalen of marseilles a fifth on the life death and burial of the virgin mary a sixth a sort of mystery or scriptural drama on the divine scheme of redemption also written at the request of the prior of kenilworth and a seventh a history of the ten ancient sibyls extending to two thousand four hundred and ninety six verses which professes to be a translation from the latin and which he composed at the desire of the empress matilda the era of this poet is ascertained from that of his patron alexander bishop of lincoln who died in eleven forty seven and that of matilla who died in eleven sixty seven while he was employed on his last mentioned work hugh of rutland bosson simon du fresne other english trouveurs of the same age were hugh de rotelande or hugh of rutland who lived it seems according to his own account at credenhill in cornwall and who is the author of two romances each containing between ten thousand and eleven thousand verses the roman de pomadon and its continuation the roman de protesilaeus which are remarkable as, as having their scene in magna graecia or the south of italy and as not drawing their subject from the welsh or armorican legends of arthur and his knights of the round table which were now become the common source of the chivalrous romance a religious poet of the name of bosson from whom we have a volume of lives of nine of the saints and who the abbe de la rue thinks may have been the same person with a learned theologian of that name who was nephew and secretary to pope adrian the fourth and simon du fresne canon of the cathedral of hereford sometimes called by later authorities simon ash the friend and correspondent of giraldus cambrensis and well known among the latin versifiers of his time who has left us a french poem of considerable merit entitled in one manuscript dictier du clerc et de la philosophie in another romance dame fortune founded on the favourite classic work of the middle ages boethius de consolatione philosophiae cardinal langton de la rue has introduced among his anglo-norman poets of the twelfth or the early part of the thirteenth century the great stephen langton who was archbishop of canterbury from twelve o seven to twelve twenty eight and also a cardinal the only undoubted specimen of cardinal langton's french poetry occurs strangely enough in the course of one of his latin sermons preserved in one of the arundel manuscripts now in the british museum where deserting his prose in the more learned language he suddenly breaks out into song in the idiom 
of the trouveur and after having pronounced eight graceful and lively lines relating how belle alice rose betimes and having bedecked herself went out into a garden and there gathered five flowers which she wove into a chaplet proceeds throughout the remainder of the discourse to make a mystical application of the several points of this little anecdote to the holy virgin exclaiming at the close of each enthusiastic paragraph cest la belle alice cest la fleur cest le lit she is the fair alice she is the flower she is the lily it will be admitted remarks the abbe de la rue that the taste for french poetry must have been very general in england when we find the chief prelate of the kingdom taking this way of conciliating the attention of his audience the abbe thinks it highly probable that cardinal langton is also the author of two poetical pieces which occur in the same manuscript with his sermon the first a little theological drama on the subject of the fall and restoration of man the other a canticle or song of one hundred and twenty-six strophes on the passion of christ both are stated to be of considerable merit king richard coeur de lyon finally we have to enroll in this list of the early english writers of french poetry the renowned king richard i if we may put faith in old tradition among the poetical performances attributed to richard are several servantes or servantois and his share in the song formerly composed between them which according to the well-known story discovered him in his prison to his faithful minstrel blondel the strain begun by the latter having been taken up and finished by the king but all this it must be confessed is not so clear or certain as were to be desired the song said to have been sung by richard and blondel was printed by mademoiselle l'heritier in her volume entitled la tour tenebreuse et les jours lumineux duodecimo paris seventeen o five it is in mixed norman and provencal but unfortunately the manuscript from which it professes to have been extracted is now unknown mademoiselle l'heritier also prints as a composition of richard a love song in norman french but the most celebrated composition attributed to richard is a poem addressed by him from his prison to his barons of england normandy poitou and gascony remonstrating with them for suffering him to remain so long a captive a provencal version of this poem one of the stanzas of which only had been previously quoted by Crescimbini in his historia della volgar poesia was first printed from a manuscript in the library of san lorenzo at florence by horace walpole in his catalogue of royal and noble authors seventeen fifty eight it consists of six stanzas of six lines each with an envoy of five lines two english verse translations of it have been produced one by dr burney in his history of music the other by the late mr george ellis which is given in park's edition of the royal and noble authors more recently the appearance of a version of the same poem in norman french in sismondi's literature du midi de l'europe by one page one forty nine has raised the question in which of the two dialects it was originally written meanwhile the provencal version has been more correctly republished by Renoir in the fourth volume of his choix des poésies originales des troubadours and the poetical reputation of richard has been also enlarged by the appearance of another provencal song claiming to be of his inditing in the parnasse acritanian by the comte de rochegude two volumes octavo toulouse eighteen nineteen it cannot be said however that any or all of these effusions supposing their authenticity to be admitted tend to give us a high idea of the genius of the lion-hearted king in this line even if we should not go the length of walpole who declares the particular poem he has printed to be so poor a composition that the internal evidence 
weighs with him more than anything else to believe it of his majesty's own fabric end of section fourteen